Valgatex Elite Club Challenge came. It offered us a thrilling insight into club hockey in South Africa. 14 teams took on the challenge. Two teams emerged victorious. Tonight, we're going to see, speak to those two teams and look back at what made their, their elite challenge so much more successful. Valgatex Elite Club Challenge, absolutely rocking. And all of that and more here on Hockey the Podcast. And we're now joined by Western Province Cricket Club captain, also the player of the tournament, Sasha Silverstone. Um, of course, if you listen to my commentary throughout the tournament, there are many different pronunciations of her surname, but uh, she'll forgive me because it was just because I was super excited by her goal in the final. We're also going to be joined by Jody Erasmus, the captain of Central Hockey Club, who were absolutely dominant, almost belligerent, in uh, their dismissal of all opponents that they faced this uh, this past weekend at the Belgatex Elite Club Challenge. It lived up to its name. Let's uh, start with you, Sash. First and foremost, how is the head, how is the hangover after a very worthy celebration? Um, It was good. Um, Sunday morning, afternoon was a bit of a blur, but um, it was a bit rough. But um, I think I'm after a good night's sleep in bed, um, <laughs> rearing to go for this week <laughs> yeah and, and of course uh, you've got a whole bunch of stuff happening on the go but IPT coming up in uh, about a month from now at the same venue does that, that does that help a little bit you know now that you've got the victory at that venue that you can just go back there and win again um our teams haven't been announced yet so I'm not too sure yet um but it would be awesome for I think province to actually go to Riverside um, and actually maybe come back with a gold medal there. Um, it's been a long time coming. I think the girls have definitely, I think coming second in most um, IPT finals is actually quite heartbreaking. And like, especially like even the cricket club players who've also been to Riverside and Bulgatex, that was also heartbreaking to come second. And yeah, hopefully this is a new time and a new era that we can actually get the gold medals. <laughs> Well, look, I have no doubt you're going to make that team if I just compare based on your performance at um, at Belgatex Elite. But that's what we want to talk about is Belgatex Elite. Let's just bring Jody in here. Jody Central getting a debut at the Belgatex Elite. As far as I'm aware, it was your own personal debut as well. How special was it to, to be down at Riverside for a weekend of awesome hockey? No, it was uh, magical. Thanks for having me. Firstly, um, but yeah, it was magical. Uh, I think the boys really enjoyed the opportunity, and um, we're in a transition phase at the moment where a lot of guys that left our team after we won the league in 2019, um, and obviously this is our coach's first year with us. So um, it was exciting to see what we were able to achieve in a short space of time, um, with a lot of moving parts, guys coming in from overseas. Uh, but the tournament itself was unbelievable. And I think every single player enjoyed the experience. Yeah, and we're extremely grateful to have been part of it. Um, so, yeah, we really enjoyed it. 
Well, let's talk about that quickly, the dynamic of the overseas guys coming back. You obviously welcomed back the Kasim uh, brothers, Andrew Hobson and Ryan Julius. And and while Diana and Mustafa take the plaudits wherever they go, rightfully so, it shouldn't over uh, over impact the, the the or maybe what's the word overshadow the impact of youngsters like Ruben Senzel, like Colin Munter, who who are not just the 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 future, but they could very nearly be the presence of South African hockey. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it's always easy for people from outside to have comments. Um, but we, I'm fortunate because I get to train with these guys twice a week and get to mentor some of the younger players. And um, it's exciting to see how the culture within the team rubs off on everybody that's part of it. So um, we expect the same level from everybody that's in the team. And I think what the players that everybody does know, so the customs, what they do bring is that they do make sure and ensure that everybody levels up. So the nice thing at training sessions are that everybody wants to get better. Everybody wants to improve. And um, yeah, I think what some of the players faced um, this past weekend, we get to face Tuesday and Thursday. So it was like, it's not new to us um, in a sense, but I feel that yeah, even like someone like Hobo brings a lot of stability coming from, you know, his success in Germany and then also, um, we have Connor that's here, that's been with us throughout the whole season in Cape Town. Um, and he's played a massive role in the team as well. So it's exciting to see some of the schoolboys coming through. Um, and the reality is that often they go to varsity and leave after um, they complete school. But it's exciting to see them come back to the club one day. You speak about Connor. Obviously, in the final, he was the player of the match. Uh, an absolute rocket penalty corner. Of course, he also scored a bit of a softer one in the first half. But uh, again, what value does it bring to the young drag flickers and the young defenders in your team having a player that is so revered on the international stage playing week in, week out? And I'm talking specifically about Connor there. Yeah. So Connor actually brings such a nice. Um element to our team. So we, we know him for his weapon on the top of the circle. Um, but he has such a simple approach to it. And the way he guides the younger flickers um, is, is really cool to see. Um, and he enjoys the pressure of having to score. I think it's easy sometimes to fold and like you have to win the game for your team. But um, he's comfortable under pressure. Um, and the nice thing is he's, he's not quick to blame anybody in terms of a push or a stop. Um, he puts the responsibility on his shoulders. And for me, it's exciting to see him execute. Um, a couple of years ago, I was postman against him. And most of the time, you're praying that it goes to the keeper's stick side. Um, but yeah, for him to be at the club and to show us his skill level um, is, is exciting. But I think what a lot of people don't know is how much time he actually spends on his craft and, and making sure that he's perfecting it. Because it is we get to see the byproduct of all the hard work um, that he does put in behind the scenes. And we move from one drag flicker, Sasha, in your side, Brady Wiseman pulled out an absolute rocket in the final. Again, we don't see enough of that in the women's game in South Africa, at least. It's really cool to have a weapon like that in, in your team's arsenal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm like from game one against Wanderers when she rips it into the top right-hand corner. Um yeah, it was just amazing to see her actually get those off. 
Um, she's an absolute beast on the field, like not even at just in penalty corners, even with her massive overheads. We just know like when you get into a penalty corner huddle and we say, okay, let's go Brady Wiseman. And we know that it's going to come off in the goals. It's gonna, the poor postman's not going to know what's hitting. The goalkeeper's also going to be like, what, what's, what has happened? Where's the ball now? Um, it's absolutely amazing to see her um, rip those into the goal box. And of course, uh, that final was probably one of the games of the tournament. Uh, Riverside really did bring it. You found yourselves trailing 2-1 and, you know, maybe against the run of play, but credit to Riverside. They took their chances. And uh, then the moment where Sasha basically put her flag in the moon and said, this is my turf. You had that great connection. I think it was, if I remember correctly, because I was on commentary, was Rebecca Caps passed it through to you. You did that great first touch to take it away from uh, Marcel Keaton and finished across goal. Can you remember the moments and, and how you were feeling as uh, you, you leveled matters and, and in truth really gave your team the momentum to go forward and win it? Um, I remember the moment. Um, I remember Caps passing me the ball. Um, and then I actually didn't know who actually touched. I didn't know that I actually scored only after the game. Because I saw Nicole on the far post and I just like saw her in there and I just ripped it across. And then she was like, no, no, you you scored. I was like, oh, okay. But like just for the team, I think just for the team environment to actually score a goal like a minute after that that Charlene like ripped that um, slap past us. Um, just to get that goal back and it kind of like set the belief going forward that like, you know, it doesn't matter if another team scores, we will have the ability and we will make the, create the options to score. Um, yeah, I just felt like so relieved as well, um, just to like to actually get another goal. Because um, as you did say, it was against the run of play. And um, I knew that we were the, I know it's going to sound really rude, but we were the better team on the day. Like our connections were actually going really well during the game. And it was just like heartbreaking when they scored that second goal. Um but Justin, um, at one point during the game, he did say to us, like, you know, we will be, uh, we might go a goal down, but you guys can't stop believing in yourselves and you have to play until like the last second, which I think in that moment we did. But Sasha, also, I, I suppose at the same time, you uh, found yourselves trailing against Wanderers. You had a really tight first half against Kuzni. How much did those experiences just help keep the heads calm on the, on the field during that final? I think they played a lot. Um, they actually helped a lot. I think our Wanderers game was probably um, the hardest game for us to, because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know about the other team. So it was like your first pool game and we didn't know like where we were at. Um, and then to go 1-0 down against Wanderers was also, it was tough. And we didn't play our best game in the first chucker and second chucker. Um, and I think our team, we just got together and we took that tough moment and we just stuck to our basics because we knew what how good we can play, like with the give and go hockey and leading for each other. And then once we started getting through those those tough areas, I think it makes the like that toughness or that tough moments in the final a little bit easier knowing that we've got through it like maybe twice or three times during our pool stages. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand, Jody, you guys weren't really ever up against it. And that's not with any discredit. 
Kuzni gave you an incredible game, offering you a a tough, tough battle. But other than that, you were pretty straightforward. Were you maybe a bit surprised by the level of performance of Kuzni when when you took them on? Um, no, because I think we all discussed that they would be difficult to break down. Um, and I think uh, based on where the league is in Cape Town, we really set ourselves a target for winning this thing. So we we didn't really come in knowing too much about all the other um, clubs. And like a few of our players that maybe don't play at men's IPT or indoor IPT, they won't know some of the players that the provincial ones and national ones do. But the Kersney game, we knew it's going to be tough to break them down. Um, they'll have numbers behind the ball. And you have someone like Chet at the back that's going to calm things down. Excellent in 1v1. Um, so we knew it's going to be a battle. Um, we we kind of just, after the game in our debrief, said it's almost like a Premier League performance. If you're playing football, um, you, you get your three points and you move on to the next game. You don't read too much into it because they made it extremely difficult for us. But, um, yeah, we would have loved to have scored more goals. But what we took out of the game was a clean sheet, which is always important and not always guaranteed in hockey. Um, so that was that was one of the highlights for us. And, and in watching the tournament, I mean, obviously teams talk and you start to look at the opposing pool. And realistically, based on how the earlier games would have gone, you would have been anticipating playing the defending champions, Baloo, your team. I think they're... Uh, their approach to the game of hockey would have maybe been a, a much more challenging, um, a much more challenging affair than the one you had in the final, just because they play a little bit more expressive and expansive hockey, uh, and they can test gaps in different ways. Slightly, I mean, they've got a lot of structure, but they play with a lot more flair. Were you surprised at all when uh, you turned around and saw that Riverside had knocked them out? Yeah, it was it was quite interesting because they were, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, they were cruising in their pool, and um, yeah, we were anticipating another final against him because we played um, the KC March Easter tournament against Baloo earlier this year, and that ended in showdowns. So um, I think they were also wanting to play us. So the expectation was they they're going to give it everything in the pool stages, um, and then. It was surprising to see how the other game was going. I think we were playing and you could hear the announcer say the score on the other field um, or about to play and we were like 3-1. Um, and then after the game, it was even more interesting because I found out that they only needed to lose by one goal and they would have actually ended up being in the final. So, um, yeah, I don't think... Uh, and it's with all due respect, it's not anything against Riverside. I think Baloo probably also might have thought the game was easier um, than what it would have been. And it's tough because you're playing the home team at home. Um, so you can't really take anything for granted. But yeah, everything said, um, it's tournament hockey. And our whole thing was that every game's a knockout match. So our very first one we played was round of 16. So that's how we kind of approach things. If you lose, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, look, and, and look, it's a great part of the game of hockey. It's a great part of any sport is is that you really don't know who you're going to play on the day. And Sasha, you guys would have probably been sitting there saying, look at that Crusaders team on paper. They're going to win their pool and they are the team that we're going to have to play in the final. So probably in a very similar vein, 
to the central men, Province Cricket Club didn't necessarily play the team they would have anticipated, but uh, were given a, a proper test in the final, albeit. Yeah, um, we actually, when we looked at the pool and we saw it was the same as last year, we thought, okay, so we kind of know um, what to expect. And then when the team list started coming out, we were like, okay, sure, this Crusader side is quite, um, yeah, they were definitely come um, flying through. I do know some of their players didn't play. Um, and then when we also looked at the Phoenix side, we were like, okay, this is going to be quite a rough, um, that pool is like, we, we actually called it the pool of death with Riverside, Crusaders and Phoenix. And we were very interested. And then like, I think it was the last game when we arrived just before we were about to play Kersey. And while we were sitting on the side, I think we were watching our guys. And then we looked across and we saw Phoenix and no, Riverside and Crusaders and then Riverside had scored and Crusaders had scored. And then by the time we looked, Riverside had won. So it was a very interesting, it was a very interesting um, pool. But also like um, as Justin, our coach said, that's what tournament hockey is. You can't, you can't predict things and um, from day to day because each game brings something different. Each team has a different way of playing. So um, yeah, it was a very interesting setup. The other thing that was uh, obviously interesting, and and, and you're right, the, the women have a, a team less per group. So there's also, there really is no margin for error. You can't, even a draw is much more damaging because it's a three-team group and you obviously got the job done. But uh, how much at a tournament like this, because you don't get to interact with the other teams on a regular basis, how much time do you and the coaching staff actually try and and watch the other teams, if not love, at least on super sports schools? Um, so what we used to do is like we used to play our game and then we used to have like our rest time. And then um, Justin used to go on to the super sports schools. And a lot of us also, like I did watch like a few games. I think I did watch Phoenix Crusaders. Um, and we would watch their defensive runouts and then like just the odd, maybe watch like the second chucker and the fourth chucker and just the odd outlets and stuff just to get like a rough idea on what both teams would be doing. But we would definitely look more at the defensive uh, short corner runout and then their attacking short corners on what areas that the other teams are looking at. So and the super sport schools actually did really help. Well, it does help. But Sasha, as, as one of the players who's... Uh... Surname gets butchered fairly often. Um, how frustrating is that for you as a player? Um, I don't really mind. Like, um, I know my surname is very hard to say, so I'm not really. It doesn't really bother me, and because um, I know a lot of people put an L there sometimes, but it's it's nothing. I don't really mind. It doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, so you were obviously the play, voted the player of the tournament, rightfully so, in my opinion. I thought that it was probably a a tight battle between you or one or two other players from in your own team. But putting you on the spot now, if Sasha wasn't to, uh, who was, let's say, Sasha decided, no, she didn't want the award and the money, who would you have given it to, in your opinion? We're not taking it from you, Sash. We're not. It's yours. You can hang it on. <laughs> it's more purely for interest. 
who would who would you give it to? Um, so I think there were definitely a, quite a few contenders in my team. Um, I I do feel like our team really had a really good team performance, um, but definitely I think Nicole Kunich was definitely up there in the rankings. Um, it's just the way she led the team on the field and in defense and just like keeping calm and actually creating a lot of opportunities up front. Um, I know another one is Ash Thomas as well. Um, even though Ash was carrying um, a few knocks um, from the first game. And Jamie, my vice captain, definitely. Um, just to keep that calmness at the back when needed, give the ball, make the tackle, um, and giving the comms, which was really good. Um, I think Rebecca Caps was also another one. Um, she was definitely a thorn in everyone's in like I think against most people. Um, during our trainings at club, I definitely prefer to have her on my side than play against her because she's a real a real thorn in the side with her speed and her hands. Um, but I think yeah, I think Nicole would be the definitely be the next one. That, that, that's awesome. I was going to say that you almost went through your whole team. Uh, Jody being okay, there. obviously Diane won player of the tournament, but if it wasn't Diane, and I'm not going to give you the easy option of saying, well, then Mustafa, and Mustafa was also not available, who then stood up for you as the other player of the tournament? Um, uh, I would have to say Harbo uh, and Robson. Um, I think in key moments in the game, he controlled the tempo nicely for us. And his ability to be um, fluid within our structure was was really good. So either calming the game down in a defensive uh, phase or speeding it up in our outlet and build up. Um, I think the impact he had in the match uh, was was unbelievable. And it's for me, it's always a privilege to share the field um, with him. And he cares so much about the entire team's performance. So, yeah, I would say probably Hobo, yeah. That would be the guy that would get it for me. So, obviously, uh, one of the things that happens as part of the Belgatex League Club Challenge is the team that wins, wins 20,000 Rand. Jody, we'll stay with you. Are you able to share how that money is being shared or being used by the club? Um, so, the boys are quite excited because earlier this year we won uh, 10,000 Rand at Easter tournament as well. So uh, the players have choked and gone like, yes, we're professional now. We're getting paid to play. But <laughs> Who said hockey uh, isn't a full-time sport? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think the idea is um, it will definitely benefit the team. Um, some, some guys have said maybe a new kit for the team. Um, others have said like it can go towards the club fees if guys want to do that but ultimately it will go straight to the players that was represented at the tournament awesome and sasha the same question for you western province cricket club how's the money being used um i'm not actually too certain um i actually haven't spoken about the money um but i think it will probably go into our beavers kitty and we might use it for future even if it's like maybe next year we use it for um, kits and stuff. It just like even if we just have um, our players having a warm up top or something like that. Um, yeah, I think we'll just keep it and just use it just for emergency reasons, maybe in the future. 
I'm not too sure. I actually don't know. I mean, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that neither one of you said no. Sorry, we finished it on uh, Saturday night already. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to get to the entertaining off the field side of of uh, of Bugatti City Cup Challenge. So uh, I was obviously down. I fly home very early on the Sunday to get back to my family. I uh, also don't drink anymore, so it's fairly easy to just ninja um, for me at least. And I woke up and like quarter past four and I was checking out of Riverside Hotel and I'm not going to say their names now, but a couple of players walked in and started giving me big hugs and uh, spilling a bit of their beer because they still had some. (laughs) So, I mean, my next day had started. Theirs was still ending. How good is it to be at uh, Belga Tech's Elite and just have that vibe uh, at Riverside Sports and the entertainment after. So so I'll ask the question first to Sasha and then to Jody. Sasha, overall, just what a, t- t- tell me about the off-the-field side of things. How great is it at a tournament like this? Um, I think we are very fortunate to actually be invited to an event like that. Like for Belgatex to host it and Riverside to be the um, venue for hosting and Riverside Hotel to actually stay in a place where, you know, everything's paid for um, and to stay in such a comfortable place where everything's like chill, the food is great, the bed's great. Like it kind of makes you feel like you're at home. And I think the the ability to play hockey at such a high level also starts off the field. Um, and having that homey homey environment off the field actually spills onto the field. But not only that, it also depends on your teammates as well. So I think this year our Beaver side was absolutely amazing off the field. And the like the cohesion between the Badgers and the Beavers, like we didn't see them often during the games or even during the weekend, but we would see them in the evening. And just to have that like friendship and that almost like brother sisterhood on the field and off the field by supporting each other it means a lot and um to all the other teams like we can see it happening through all the all the teams men and women like even if it's just it's not from your own province like you're seeing your old friends um you're seeing people that like officials that you haven't seen for a while which it actually makes a, the the environment the tournament environment so much better and it's like it, yeah, I actually, there's no like words to explain. It's just such a, it's such a good vibe and such a good energy that you, it's yeah. I don't, I'm running out of words to say. Well, that that probably says it in the best way. But Jody, I'll bring you in as well. Eight men's teams, uh, you know, so many people that you played hockey against and with for years. How great is it to be able to to socialize off the park with them? Yeah, I think it's a massive part of the game that sometimes we we don't focus enough on. Um, the after the game, you know, have a beer, have a coke, share a couple of words, share changing room with the other team. That's massive because I think all we're doing then is diffusing any sort of tension there might have been. Um, but also, like, you get to meet different people. Like, I won't potentially know the full other team, but now you're meeting new guys. Um, in their team. And then also, like, we need to do it more because I, I think that a lot of the time if you play and leave, um, 
that's like such an important time of the game that we miss because on the field, yes, we compete, but off the field, like we're all mates, um, somewhere along the line, we would have played together, whether it be at school, previously maybe at club or uh, provincial teams. And so that moment after the game should never be taken for granted. And we certainly did enjoy it um, where we could, where it's possible. Um, our team provides a different dynamic for any team that's hosting us because we've got schoolboys and we've got a lot of guys that maybe don't drink, but it doesn't take away from the experience. So I think the way it was set up at Bargatex and at Riverside was amazing. Even just the aspect of having a dinner after the game, um, shower, dinner, and then socialize with the other team, that was that was perfect. And it's definitely something that stands out from the tournament because it's not just rushed where it's play, get back to the hotel and sleep, but it's socialize, learn a bit more because our thing was not a lot of people also knew about our club. So we actually had to maybe share a bit more about where we're from, who this guy is, where that guy's from, um, because we are new. And so a lot of people don't know about us. And yeah, sometimes the best form of marketing is word of mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Jody, I mean, the fine session, as you say, you guys have a fairly young side and a bunch yeah. of boys who do not drink. And ladies yeah. and I was there, I can guarantee they do not drink alcoholic beverages. Um, but uh, how tame is your fine session or, or how do the, the non-drinkers receive their punishments? Um, they get into interesting positions and stand some of them uh, while enjoying a Fanta. Um, but for some odd reason, I'm not too sure why, the team ends up deflecting everybody's fines to our coach, Ash. And I'm just like, guys, just remember, this is the guy that takes us for training. And um, yeah, it just it, it's quite funny to see the deflections and just how people end up having to take responsibility. So it's 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 definitely funny. Like it just becomes someone else's problem most of the time, um, which is funny to watch because the team then just hammers that one guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable. But at the same time, not anything where anybody loses themselves like we're all still able to to enjoy it together um, and that's the main thing so that we can tell the story afterwards yeah absolutely Sash that's not quite the same story for you guys a very festive bunch and uh, very dangerously you had your men's and women's side there together was there a combined fine session and and who are the danger the dangerous characters in the beaver side in the fine session um, we uh, we did have our own mini fines, and then the guys joined us. Um, the fines was very long. Um, I did enjoy the fines. Um, I think the one of the danger, uh, dangerous people this year was Diandi D'Souza because she was our silencer, um, and she was a very good silencer. Uh, she used to pick out everything on the um, on the fines floor. Um, I don't. We weren't. I don't think we were too dangerous. Um, there weren't too many dangerous people, but Dandy was the only one I think that was very, yeah. Um, I think it was just what the silencer was. It was the drink, what the drink was, was a little bit rough. You know, um, you, you know, Sasha, usually the most danger, dangerous people think that wasn't a very dangerous session. Oh, no. I, yeah. Um, let's put it this way. The find was very, very long. Um, and I don't know how long it lasted afterwards. <laughs> let's put it that way. That might put it into perspective. <laughs> I don't know how long it lasted after I left. 
Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, Jody, you, you've had quite a bit of experience recently of lifting trophies. Uh, you do that little short fake and turn, and obviously yes. I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing you do it at uh, a number of tournaments. Is it something you practice or is it something you just feel out? Um, so it's, it's more like a discussion. So once you get to the stage where the trophy is available and close enough, then the, some of the discussions get going. Some guys ask me to throw in a bit of a roll. So before I even get to the team, I roll on the turf and then jump up. And I'm like, guys, I'm not sure if I can do that. But um, yeah, it's, some of it's like on the spot. Uh, coupled with some team discussions uh, to see where the boys are at because you want to be synchronized. You you don't want to make everything up and then the team doesn't know when to celebrate with you. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a few chats um, that goes around. Muzi, Muzi often has good ideas um, when it comes to lifting the trophy. Yeah, he, he's lifted a few in his time already. So, he, he yeah. had good practice. Sash, I mean, for you, it's obviously not been as prevalent uh, as many times as Jody of late, but uh, how good is that feeling to actually take that trophy and lift it above uh, your team's heads? Oh, it was amazing, uh, job. It was absolutely amazing. Um, it kind of like just lifted a lot of weight off our shoulders. Like um, I think after last year, I'm sure you remember we we lost one game and then we were out of the the final. Um, but this year it was absolutely amazing. I think for all the new players on our side as well to come in and actually like stand up and show what they're worth in our team was absolutely amazing. Um, and then for players like uh, myself and Brittany Khos who've been there for a while and just been in finals and have never been able to lift that trophy and seen like the other teams lift it, to lift it and not trip when I was doing that whole <laughs> run-up thing. That was the one thing I was worried about is actually tripping towards my team. But um, yeah, it was an amazing moment and a moment that I don't think I'll ever forget. Of course, uh, one of the things that comes with uh, winning a tournament is the champagne being sprayed all over you. Is it worth it? Is it something, uh, even though you get wet and sticky, it doesn't matter. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't even think, I think it was Brady that went boss with the champagne, um, but I didn't feel anything. I think our bucket had sh shielded all that champagne. We didn't have to worry about landing on our heads and stuff like that. Um, but definitely, as you said, it's, you actually don't even remember that. You just remember that moment with your team. Um, that's that very special moment. Yeah. And uh, I, I, uh, I, Myself, uh, not the most elite sportsman, but I did play in teams that won trophies. And one of the, the best tasting beers you ever have is the beer you drink out of the cup. Sasha, did you have a drink out of the trophy? Um, unfortunately, no, we didn't. Um, we, all, no, we all had our own cups <laughs> in the fines meeting. Um, that is definitely, I actually have the cup at home. It's in the dining room, so maybe I'll just pop a, a beer in there and just have a, a, a victory sup. Or Listen, because, to because it's a, a Wednesday night and, and it's a school night, I, I'll perfectly accept if you want to put a coffee in there and have a, a coffee out of it. It's still yeah, a maybe. taste of victory. Yeah, I think that, yeah, maybe I will. I'll take a picture as well and then I'll send it oh, to you. Here we go. There we go. And Jody, <laughs> can you confirm you had a sip out of the the the, the winner's trophy? 
Yeah, yeah, same role. Same role. <laughs> so so uh, the boys, the boys were keen. The boys were keen to get uh, some of the barley in it immediately. What was what was left over, um, and then when we went to the changing room after the um, celebrations, yeah, we we had a couple of guys that were um, leaving us at the end of the season, so they enjoyed it as well. Um, right. It was funny. We did we didn't know if we can take the trophy, but it ended up it's in my lounge as well, and it's here now. So yeah, well, hoping to get case, invited uh, back next year. In case tournament organizers want to know where the trophy is, there it is. Both of them are in the Western Cape. If you need <laughs> to reach out to Sasha and JD, they won't answer your call yeah. because yeah. they're keeping it. But uh, JD Sash, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it was always great to see the both of you, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, wish for two better people to have had the opportunity of lifting the trophy. So, congratulations to you and to your teams. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Sean. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, that was Sasha Sivitson and uh, Jody Erasmus, the victorious captains on the 2023 Bulgatex Elite Club Challenge. And that's really where we're going to put a uh, a pin in it, wrapping it up for this year's Elite Challenge. It was uh, a sublime weekend of goals, drinks, entertainment, and just so much more of a celebration of club hockey. Once again, thank you, Bulgatech Sport, for backing club hockey the way you do and uh, for helping me and many others involved to, to tell the story. We will be back to other podcasts, of course, next week. I chat to John White from FIH. It's a, a riveting chat, and we'll be bringing a few more international guests on as we build up to the next stage. Thanks as always for listening and please keep an eye on social media. There uh, will be an opportunity to vote for hockey, the podcast in the APVA awards. Uh, we are a nominee for best sports podcast. So uh, jump in and, and vote if you will, if you're not willing, just uh, give us a like and move along. Have a great day. And of course, see you on the turf. <laughs>